to you, to you and your listeners, saying yes is one of the most certain ways to find success. It's one of the most certain paths you can take to finding out who you are and what you're capable of. And just because you don't have all the information does not mean you should pause and wait until you do. If you say yes to someone or to something or to some project, go out and do the research, figure it out. So when you get there, you are prepared. I said yes to directing a show before I knew what I was doing. This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey, you. Yeah, just you. So, my curiosity question for you is, have you ever been guilty of saying yes to something way before you're ready for it? Really, ask yourself this question. Have you ever said yes way before you were fully prepared to the thing that you were saying yes to? All right, let me set the tone, because I have to be honest with you. I know I have. I went to school to be an actor. I wanted to be the next Peter Parker. I wanted to be the next Spider-Man, which is pretty wishful thinking, I know. But while I was in acting school, I listened to a ton of podcasts and different thought leaders in one podcast that I, I love was The Big Talk with Trisha Brooke. This podcast taught me so much about myself and the business of actually giving a big talk. And today I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with the creator of this incredible podcast. Her name is Trisha Brooke. And this is her professional bio. She's an award-winning director. She's also a writer and choreographer for theater, film, and television. In addition to her work in the entertainment industry, she applies her expertise to the art of public speaking. She's an executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square, and she has choreographed Black Box on ABC, The Affair on Showtime, Rescue Me on Fox, and John Turturro's Romance and Cigarettes, where she was awarded a golden 
Film Award from Roger Ebert. And the series she directed, Sublets, won Best Comedy at the Vancouver Web Festival. She's written two musicals, a play, a sitcom plot, and feature film. The documentary short she directed the produced This Dinner is Full was officially selected or was the official selection at the New York Women in Film and Television Short Festival, as well as the New York City Independent Film Festival. So I know that's a lot to take in right now, but I want you to meet the one and only Trisha Brooke. Hey, Trisha, thank you so much for coming on. Logan, I am so excited to be here with you. And that was an incredible introduction. Oh, wow. I really appreciate that. That's a very good. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Feeling the feels right now. Thank you so much. That uh, means uh, the world to me. So I'm so glad. Let's feel the feels together, Logan. All right. Um, So I guess uh, really the definition of scratching your own itch to me is by solving a problem or having that one question uh, that you constantly ask yourself that you try to solve for yourself. And by doing that, you solve for others at the same time. So I'd like to kind of ask you that one question about uh, what is that problem that you think you are trying to solve for yourself, but you you actually are solving it for others too at the same time? I love telling stories. I love being able to help people tell their story from a big stage or from a big screen. So in order for me to help people speak the truth, I have to speak the truth first. It's paramount that I live in a place of complete truth and vulnerability so that when people are in front of my camera or on my stage, they feel safe to speak their truth and to be their vulnerable selves. Oh, that's so amazing. I love how right away you know just how powerful storytelling is. What is um, the first step that you, or the, I guess the first sort of instance that you usually take when you're like, okay, I'm going to give out a big talk. Uh, where do you start? When speakers come to me, they either come to me with tons of ideas or no idea. And I help them qualify what their ideas are so they can get to the real nugget of what it is they need to share with the world. So if you've got a million ideas, I help you whittle those down until we've got the one that you're the most connected with. And if you have no ideas, I ask you tons of questions so that we can get to the most important and impactful idea. And once you have that idea, And it's really through a process that I call the active listening session. I ask tons of questions over a period of two hours. And even if you have an idea that you think you're going to land on, by the end of those two hours, it's usually something different. And I'll give you an example, Logan. I was working with a speaker named Kristen Smedley, who had been giving a talk for 16 years on retinal disease. She started a foundation about retinal disease because she had three children, two of which were born blind with this very rare eye disease. So she began talking about it. And when she came to me and said, I want to do a TEDx, I said, great, let's do it. So we have this active listening session. And by the end of our time together, the talk was no more about 
how to raise money for retinal disease or how to raise awareness. It was about how she learned to see the world differently through the eyes of her children. So the talk became personal, it became a story, and it became global because we could connect to what that meant. I don't have blind children, so that was limiting my connection to her. So as soon as we expanded what the idea was and turned it into something global and relatable, she made a huge impact on all of us. That is so cool. I I have to talk about just... uh... Sort of like people don't always remember what you said, but people always remember how you make them feel, and I think that very much is the way that you work with your TEDx. And uh, I would love for you to speak upon that uh, power of vulnerability, and and not to try to sell someone's book, but rather go at it from uh, even deeper. Like, why do people actually want to listen to your talk rather than just oh, I want to, I want to get a really great book launcher. I want to have a really great speaking engagement with someone so I can uh, grow my customer list or, or whatnot. Could you talk about a little bit about that? I'd love to. This is something that I, I am very passionate about. When you are doing a TEDx or a TED Talk, it's a gift, not an ask. So if you are looking to take a TED stage, the last thing you want to do is pitch an event organizer your business. We want you to talk about an idea worth spreading. We want you to talk about an idea that we could potentially adopt as our own. We want you to talk about an idea that is thought-provoking and inspiring and mind-blowing. So if you are stuck in the mindset of getting onto a TEDx stage because you want to increase your business, that's not a good reason. If you want to take a TEDx stage because you want YouTube likes, that is not a good reason. If you want to take a TEDx stage because you cannot not talk about your idea, it's that important to you and you need other people to hear it, then take a TEDx stage. That's the only reason to do it. Yeah. Oh, I just, uh, my heart fills up when you talk about that just because um, there's like a, there, some people believe that there's a secret to success with, I think a great TEDx talk. And I think there is no secret. I think the secret is say something that you really, really care about. And it would literally hurt you if you didn't say anything about it. Um, which uh, is is something I want to say yes to you or sort of welcome you into is the idea of saying yes before you're ready. How many times have you said yes to something before you think you're ready? Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found and making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. (laughs) I love this question because I live my life this way, Logan. I say yes to things all the time without having any idea how I'm going to pull it off. 
So I would say to you, to you and your listeners, saying yes is one of the most certain ways to find success. It's one of the most certain paths you can take to finding out who you are and what you're capable of. And just because you don't have all the information does not mean you should pause and wait until you do. If you say yes to someone or to something or to some project, go out and do the research, figure it out. So when you get there, you are prepared. I said yes to directing a show before I knew what I was doing. I said yes to choreographing a film before I knew what choreographing a film meant. And what I mean by that is film is different than theater. So I did my research. I said yes to creating a podcast before I knew what a podcast platform was. I think when you say yes, you offer up opportunities that you could never have dreamed up. And now I don't mean that you should say yes to everybody who's asking you to do something. I say yes to myself every week when people ask me to go out. I say no to them, but I say yes to myself because I go to bed really early and I get up really early. So it's very difficult for me to say yes to engagements that are during the week. So I say no to them, but what I'm doing is saying yes to myself. So that's really important to differentiate. Uh, could you go into the last time that you had to really, uh, I don't know, say no to something that you so wanted to say yes to some this this thing, but you knew that at the same time, like this was going to be saying no to yourself. So you said no to that person, and you might have upset someone because I know for that person that may be listening right now is like, okay, okay. Like, really, does she say no to people? She sounds pretty perfect on paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you say no to somebody and you give them a reason why, they can they can accept that. And people, I am exactly who I am today as I am tomorrow as I was yesterday. People know who I am and where I'm coming from. And when I when I say no, thank you, I can't attend your engagement, it is because I have to get up early and do my work. So it's very important that they understand that it's not about them and that there's nothing they should take personally. And that if you want me to attend an engagement, Saturday's best. <laughs> because I go to bed early on school nights and that's just <laughs> who I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I just think that uh, there is such a freedom in structure and that's kind of what you've uh, built for yourself is the structure and, and you're allowed to uh, feel like you can do your best work when you have that sort of structure in place and waking up early is part of that structure for you. Um, Absolutely, Logan. And I'm glad that you said there's flexibility in structure. I think that makes perfect sense. When we have a structure or a routine, we can be flexible within that with our creativity and our productivity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we can go into the process of, cause I kind of like to pivot into going into the process of now working with someone. So I've got my talk, I've got my subject. I know what I love to talk about. Um, what's the process? Uh, is there, is there going to be rehearsals? Is there not going to be rehearsals? Like, and I'm sure it depends with every single client that may, you know, come into your life and work with you. But, uh, let's just take the average person that, uh, that that is really good in front of people oddly enough but as far as they've uh never given a talk well 
you know, what do you do with them? That's a great question. And I say my process is the same with every client, but within that process, each client has a unique experience. So I start out with an active listening session, like I mentioned earlier, and we talk for two hours and I ask tons of questions and I take copious notes. And then I transcribe that session into a document that we then use to create what I call a blueprint. And from that blueprint, I send them home with that blueprint and they begin to write a first draft. And then that's all my heavy lifting. I help them create this blueprint and I help them create a, a transcribed active listening session. And then they take on the heavy lifting. They begin to, to write the first draft. They, they and I work back and forth on their Google Doc and I give them notes and I help them with transitions. And then we begin to write an opening and a closing. And during this very lengthy process, we get to a point where it's a script. Then we take the next phase, which is I help them infuse their voice within this script. So we turn it from a script into a conversation and we make sure that it really sounds like them talking. And we do that over and over again until it sounds like they're having a conversation with you from across the table. And then we go into the rehearsal phase where we talk about intention. And as an, as an actor, you know what I mean by this. You must have an objective and an action to play that objective. So for example, if I want you to cross the street, Logan, how am I gonna get you to do it? I could beg you, that's my action. My objective is to get you across the street. I could trick you, I could inspire you. So we infuse the script with objectives for each section and then action that they can play so that their delivery of the big talk is never stale and always fresh. And that's the process. Oh, that's so cool that I think it's just so important to to use that, uh, the how and the the what, like what are we after and how are we going to get it? And using the, the objective and the action is just an, a great way to not only operate a, a big talk, but how to operate in life. Like once you have that context and process, I'm sure there's so many of your clients that come back and go like, wow, you know, I learned so much about life and, and myself after doing this whole process of having a big talk. Um, could you give us a, an example of someone that may have, you know, came back and had that sort of conversation with you? I would love to. It's one of my favorite things that I get to witness is I watch speakers walk onto the stage as one person and walk off as someone else. And what I mean by that is they become so confident and so secure in who they are based on the process of identifying and crafting a big talk that they walk off the stage ready to take on the world. And uh, going back to Kristen, she has spoken since she did our TEDx, she's gone on to speak at the FDA to get funding approved for her for eye, for this rare eye disease. Um, Mari Carmen Pizarro took our stage and has now created a completely new leadership program for corporations based on the research that she did on a keynote that we worked on. So what's great is you become more sharpened to your ideas, connected to your passions when you go through this process. Yeah. And that's the, uh, I talk a lot about truth on this show and, um, that's a great, I guess that's a, it's really hard. It's a big, it's a big challenge to actually give us uh speaking engagement, but I guarantee that's one of the greatest ways to 
find your truth, find one's truth, and to to really see if uh, this thing that you're about to embark on is is your truth. And if you, because uh, so many people are trying to find, I think find their passion, you know, find their their one calling. And I I do think that uh, there's an abundance of you know paths that we can take in life and. Oftentimes, sometimes the thing that you're into is the one thing that you start to invest your time into, and and uh, yeah, I I like to demystify the the whole uh, oh I have to have a passion sort of thing. Uh, but I really want to ask you, does someone have to have like a book or a business or anything like that before they do a TEDx, or can they just have like this idea or an experience that happened to them? to get on the stage? That's such a great question. And I really want your listeners to listen closely. You do not need anything to take a TEDx stage except for an idea worth spreading and the commitment to rehearsing so that it's good. That is so important. We do not need to have a business. We do not need to have a book. We do not need to already be a successful speaker. We only need to speak about something that is passionate and that has, is an idea that could potentially have global impact. And that's what I want you all to think about. I love, love, love that you just said that answer because that's the scariest thing ever when you go, you know, hey, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel mm. like I'm ready or I matter for this. Um, because even though inside your heart, you believe that you do. It's just the outside world, I think, tells us that we need to have a book or we need to have this business or we need to have a million Twitter followers to talk about, you know, that subject about how did I create the billion dollar business or how did I create a number one top selling book or how did I get a million Twitter followers when to just start writing that story it's just it, it's about getting out there and telling the message and uh maybe you agree with me or disagree with me but um yeah i think absolutely one of the things that i love about uh tedx is it inspires great ideas what do you think is one of the best uh examples of a great talk on ted that people can look at uh it, not only yours because i know i'd love to i'm going to promote yours of course but other people's that may um, give a good example of what it's like to really open one's eyes and just uh, fill their heart. Well, first, I want to say, if I can just go back for a second, I want to yeah. say that you do have a story and your listeners do have a story and you do matter and your listeners do matter. So I want to just make sure that that is heard from everyone on this on this podcast is that you have a story and it's really important that you share it with us. Yeah, 100% so agree. <laughs> That's why I say you matter and you're enough at the end of every single episode that I have. So I love it. I love it. So as far as really inspiring TED Talks, I think that let me just try to remind myself of, I just sent out I just batched Logan the next eight weeks of emails to my wow. tribe. And it's all about TED talks that are inspiring to me. So I want to pull those up so I can actually share them with you. Um, 
but I'm struggling with where they are on my computer. Let me just say that there's a million TED Talks out there. And what you want to look for are TED Talks that touch you personally. And you can search for technology. You can search for design. You can search for inspirational. There's a TED Talk out there about hand washing that I think is one of the most incredible talks because she says that you can save child children from having diseases by simply getting a bar of soap into every household. So those are the kinds of ideas that I'm talking about when we when we talk about inspiring and ideas worth spreading. She has a business. It's not selling soap. <laughs> but she talks about the idea of getting soap into every household so that we can decrease childhood death rates. You see how inspiring that is and why it's an idea worth spreading? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I love that. Because it, the thing is, is uh, I just listened to uh, Isaac. I think his last name's Litsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great TED Talk about reality. And uh, I recently wrote my first draft of my book about uh, reality and, and the two consciousness. And, and to realize that we live in a world where information is so abundant and so we'll see things like maybe someone you know uh hurting themselves or we'll see things like maybe someone uh looking in the mirror and uh they believe they're ugly and so they say i I feel ugly or i feel suicidal right now and i had to write this this sort of book because i realized that some of the thoughts i was having weren't mine because of the outside world telling me and programming me and saying like you know, oh, I feel ugly doesn't mean I am ugly or I feel suicidal doesn't mean that I am suicidal right now. And that's for that's really deep stuff. And I think more people need to talk about it. And in his TED Talk, he just had this great discernment of what reality is because he's blind now. And reality to him is is uh, is not always the, the things that that we feel, but rather the things that our our uh, ability to actually just step into and go this uh, you know I can't see but to to me as a person I can see everything um, so that was uh, one of the TED talks that I really loved um, so I don't know if you had the chance to pull up those those emails I'd love to hear more I have not I was just listening to you I wanted to oh, stay no, focused no, no worries. <laughs> But I did have an incredible lineup of speakers at TEDx Lincoln Square this year. We had Jim Curtis, who talked about you're in the perfect place at the perfect time, all about knowing that we are exactly where we need to be and how science can prove that. We also had Lolly Daskal talk about leadership really coming within and how great leaders are with you, not in front of you and how you have to really begin to go inside in order to become a leader. And we also had Mandy Antonacci talk about how looking down has become an epidemic and how we need to look up in order to give ourselves the opportunities to connect with other people. And that could potentially save lives. It could potentially give you the moment where you meet your spouse or your business partner. And if we're looking down, we could pass them. So we want to be able to look up to create these opportunities. We also had an incredible talk by uh, Rabbi Elshanan Popku, who talked about political polarization 
and how Thanksgiving dinners were cut in half in 2016 because of what was happening politically and how sad that was. We had another speaker, Antoine Ramon, talk about being a soldier of love and how he wants to simply live his life from a place of love and hopefully it'll rub off on others. We had a beautiful talk about how music saves lives, how songs save lives by the incredible singer-songwriter Mary Gautier. So these are some of the talks that were on my stage, and I think that they were so diverse in ideas and so diverse in speaker that it is really an important and impactful event. Hey friends, so let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts, or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book, or a business, or maybe you do speaking, or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can and maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you. And in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche. So you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there'd just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share, a message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. That's so cool. Um, I'm just because I'm really curious. Why is it that TED has like they have a bunch of different stages now? But before it was like it, everyone kind of showed up to one big event. Is it just because TED's growing, and so therefore now they're like you know they have one for instance like you you're you're the the main main gal to go to when you're talking on a Lincoln Square TED talk. But if you're, you know, living in Springfield like myself, you would talk on a on a stage that that's in in Springfield, for example. Like, so, yeah, that's my well, main question. Ted is actually I just did a um, podcast episode in season eight about this exact thing. I talk about what Ted is and what TEDx is, and then I interviewed fifteen TEDx organizers from all around the world. So TEDx is an independently organized. TED event. And they TED grants licenses to people like me who want to put on an independently organized event. 
and we go through an entire application process. And if we are awarded an, um, an organizer's license, then we get to put on our event. And part of that process is choosing a name, deciding the community that you're going to serve, what your talks are about, what your theme is, how many people, what you envision for the day. And then if they find that that works within their brand, they will award you a license. And it's a really incredible organization. There's tons of support. TEDx organizers do this for free, by the way. It is a completely donated, entirely donated process. We are not allowed to make any money. The speakers are not allowed to make any money. We have a complete team of volunteers. So it's a, it's a love. It's a labor of love. And so if you want to become a TEDx organizer, all you have to do is apply. But you have to really want to do this because it's a lot of work. Thank you for talking about that. I will definitely put your show, of course, in the show notes because your your podcast is just such a great resource for anyone who not. I, I think it's even a great resource for maybe someone that's not really looking for only to just like do a speaking engagement, but maybe they want to write a book too, or maybe they want to become a TEDx organizer. They want to just like, I think mostly this is the best part is they want to become part of community and start feeling like they're making a difference. Like that to me, it was the big game changer for listening to your podcast is every single time I listen to an episode, I'm like, wow, every single person has one thing in common. They just want to make a difference. Mm, yep, absolutely. And those people are so awesome to be around, aren't they, Logan? Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It, it changes your energy levels. It changes your uh, your believing that you're nothing to being uh, absolutely feeling like you mean the world to, to everyone that's surrounding you because they do the same thing for you and they know that they would they would uh, go out on a limb to just say, hey, I, I, I don't look at you like uh, a dollar sign. I look at you for the person that you are in front of me and, and uh, the care that you give into the world. But um, just depends on, on where you are in life. Some people really care about um, dollar signs and other people just they just want to they want to fill people's hearts up. And I think uh, uh, what you do and, and where you have placed yourself right now in life uh, often comes down to just the quality of questions and quality of of uh, sort of answers that you're getting from the world. And so uh, a little bit of a tangent, but I want to go into um, just like three questions. Uh, I call them scratching the surface curiosity questions just to learn a little bit more about you and then also um, just make a few people feel less alone if that's okay with you. I love making people feel less alone. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, so the first question I'd love to ask you is a, it's sort of a givings giving question, which is um, what's a uh, thought that you've uh, had that you're a little ashamed about having that you keep having that you just wish you didn't have anymore? Hmm. that I can't take care of as many people that I would like to right now. I, my reach is limited. That's a thought I've been having. My reach is limited. Oh, 
You're so not alone in that. <laughs> you are so not alone in that. Uh, well, you're doing it. You are doing it one ripple at a time. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. I would love to ask anybody that's listening to this right now, how can they support Trisha Brooke right now? And, and whatever, I mean, maybe it's sharing the podcast. Maybe it's just something that you're really into that you wanted to be uh, in conversation with. Maybe an email address. They send you an email. What What is it? Well, there's two things. One is, yes, I would love for you all to listen to my podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And the second thing is I send out emails, like I said, about TEDx and about what makes them good and what's inspiring about them. So if you want to be on my list and to get emails from me so that I can respond to you with your thoughts, I get back to every single person. So that would be incredible. And you can reach out to me at Trisha at thebigtalknyc.com, or you can go to my email, my website at Trisha at thebigtalknyc.com and subscribe there. Yes, of course. And she is an amazing responder. Like she will respond within the next day and she probably gets hundreds and thousands of emails. So I, um, I'm giving her a, a virtual high five slash hug. Cause I come from a family of huggers, uh, just for being an incredible communicator. So, um, thank you for that. Like I will put that in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, the last question is sort of, um, I usually don't ask this question, but I just feel like, uh, if there's anything that you wish that I would have asked you, uh, Please, the floor is yours. Uh, say whatever you'd like to leave off it on. Well, I think that I would love for you and your listeners to know that what you have to say is important. And it's time now, not tomorrow, to start the process of saying what it is you have to say, because you are going to be able to change lives by saying it. And I support you and each one of your listeners fully in making that dream come true. Oh, thank you so much, Trisha. Um, I could talk to you for another 14 hours, but <laughs> unfortunately, we've got to get back to daily struggles and daily blessings in life, right? So That's right. That's right. You can't have one without the other. Exactly. So true. Um, all right, Trisha, I cannot wait to keep on this conversation going and, and stay connected in some way, shape or form. So everything will be in the show notes. If you heard anything that I said, or that Trisha said, um, that you think is something that you can Instagram, Facebook or tweet about, and just get a conversation rolling because I did not make this podcast for you to just, you know, click the next podcast listener and go, okay, I want to busy my mind with something else. Like I want you to actually reach out and take the time because I guarantee that's the one thing that's separating you from actually starting the life that you are worthy of living. And I know that's a big, big, big shout out, but honestly, how many times have you felt that inspiration hit your heart and then you just not really uh, welcome it in? And so I think this is a awesome opportunity for you to welcome it in and start a conversation with myself or Trisha, especially Trisha, because she's like, she's just the master at giving good talks and the master at, at taking an idea and not just having the idea, but actually making it a reality. So I cannot thank Trisha enough 
for taking the time to do this. It has been an absolute pleasure, Logan, anytime. Thank you. Time to do this. It has been an absolute pleasure, Logan. there's another episode of scratch your own itch uh thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening um the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly it doesn't take much and it feels so good when people create something and take time and when i see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, made me put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share. On either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year or year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, If you meet the certain requirements, I would love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.